Hi, I'm Bill the Counselor. Welcome to The Gentle Podcast, a place to learn new skills to repair wounded relationships and enrich great relationships. I'm a licensed professional counselor with over 40 years experience as a counselor and over 40 years experience being married. If you want to learn how to repair broken relationships, recover from damaging relationships, build new healthy relationships, or to enrich an existing relationship, this is the podcast for you. Hi, this is Bill the Counselor. Welcome to another episode of The Gentle Podcast, the place to learn skills to enrich or repair the important relationships of your life. Today we're going to be talking about a concept called differentiation. This is an important idea uh, in human relationship. It was first, the word was first coined by uh, a psychiatrist, really great psychiatrist named Murray Bowen back in the 1950s. Murray Bowen is uh, considered the father of family therapy. He's often referred to, uh, you know, in Family Therapy 101 um, because his concepts were so powerful about the structure of relationship and how relationships work uh, in families. So I'm going to try to define this word uh, differentiation and its uh, its importance in relationships. Uh, it's a it's just one word, but boy, does it carry a lot of weight. It, it carries uh, a lot of concept and a lot of ideas. Essentially, differentiation is the ability, you know, to be in very close relationship with other people, and uh, you're still able to put boundaries and limits in place in that relationship, and you can put those boundaries and limits in place very comfortably. Uh, it's a kind of uh, respect between the two parties where they recognize that they're autonomous from each other. Uh, good, healthy relationship, of course, is a mix of autonomy and intimacy. And boy, that's a, that's a whole subject we're going to be talking about uh, in, in, uh, in another episode. Um, but for today, the differentiation concept. And Perhaps a good place to start, or the easiest place to start, is uh, the word uh, the word biologically differentiation. Differentiation uh, in biologically comes from the idea that when uh, when um, uh, uh, an embryo begins to develop, uh, at one at some point, the cells in that embryo begin to differentiate into different organs and different systems, you know, like uh, neurological system and, and uh, different organs, hearts, things like that, uh, veins, arteries. And so uh, in the family therapy sense or in the relationship sense, it's a process whereby uh, a child becomes more different than or individuates, becomes an individual away from their family of origin. And of course, birth does that, right? The baby is born, and now, you know, they are uh, physically, you know, not attached to the mother anymore. And the baby begins to uh, develop a personality of its own. It begins to expose its own personality to those around it. Um, 
and and it then you know differentiation then is it's a process it is a developmental process it's why we pay play uh peekaboo for example with little ones you know if you've ever played peekaboo you know, cover your eyes or your face peek you know and the child giggles and then the child does it well the exercise it's a fun little game but the exercise is trying to teach that child that you can be out of sight and then you'll come back right that they can move away from their secure person and still be safe and of course that you do that slowly and gradually you know with a small child eventually the child uh, an infant for example will be more comfortable uh, or comfortable enough not to scream and cry when one of the parents hands the baby maybe to the grandparent or even to someone uh, that the child just met and the child's able to tolerate that that's one of the important aspects of differentiation the ability to be autonomous and rely on your own internal validation rely on your own internal strengths ego strengths and uh, skill sets to be able to uh, to be able to uh, manage emotions that come up so that process we can go forward too just from there I take a take a two-year-old to a park a play park for example and you sit on the bench uh, you'll watch if you watch that two-year-old they'll go over and play maybe with other children maybe 10 feet away or something like that but if you're observant that two-year-old will probably keep looking back over at their adult to check to see if the adult is there they may even walk back over to the adult and just like touch their knee or something before they go back out and play again so the child's getting more and more comfortable going further away from their uh, safe adult and they're feeling more and more comfortable staying out for longer and that process continues it repeats you know now the child's uh, three or four years old and they're being dropped off at daycare and uh, you know they have to go through a differentiation process they have to dig deep inside of themselves to validate and feel secure that that caregiver is going to come back at the end of the day or the end of the few hours or whatever to pick them up now if we fast forward a little bit more now let's say the child's about seven or eight years old has an opportunity to go away for a week-long summer camp let's say but what if what if the primary parent what if they're anxious about allowing their child to do that what if it makes it the adult anxious to have the child out of their presence what if the child is anxious to be out of the presence of the parent maybe the child has uh, the most they've ever done is maybe do an overnight at grandpa or grandma's house they've never really been away that long or that far away from their parent and so let's say a few days before the event's supposed to happen the child and the mother or the father the anxious parent decides they can't let that happen and they call off the week of uh, summer camp what's gonna happen well because the child uh, developmentally is at the right age to go to the summer camp uh, 
but they're too anxious to do it. But they really want to be out there. They want to be with their friends. They may get angry at that. And who would they direct the anger towards? Well, you're, you're right. They'll probably direct the anger towards the parent who is anxious. Yeah. And so that process of uh, differentiation, that developmental process, it can go along healthy, uh, a healthy route or it can go along an unhealthy route. And that can affect the individual's idea of relationship, how relationship works, um, how they carry out relationship. That can carry out all the way through adulthood. I'm sure you've met uh, other adults, you know, in your life who uh, can't seem to um, detach, okay, from maybe their own parents. Yes, I guess that's the classic, huh? The 30-year-old who's still living in the house and can't move out on their own. Um, or, or even, you know, um, the couple where one of the people is intensely jealous and suspicious all the time that their partner is cheating or somebody is uh, out to steal their partner away from them. A lot of times you can trace it back to this issue of a lack of differentiation, of healthy differentiation. So it, it can affect, you know, um, a lot in a person's life. Um, unhealthy differentiation, you know, it can result in, in what we counselors call enmeshment or codependence. So the, the, the story I told you earlier about the parent that couldn't allow the child to go to camp or the child who was uncomfortable going to camp and, and they canceled, that parent and child can become enmeshed together so that anytime one of them is anxious, the other gets anxious automatically uh, or codependence codependence is when you know two people are ill relationally and uh, they can't stop being together but uh, they need each other you see they need each other to be carrying out their own illness I need you to remain sick because I need to remain sick. So we remain sick together. Can't live with them, can't live without them. And that can result, of course, into a cyclical emotional reactivity cycle. Well, cyclical is cycle, I'm sorry. A cyclical emotional reactivity process that can go on for decades. A lot of fights, a lot of conflicts. That becomes the dynamic underneath the emotional reactivity that helps continue that process of sick relationship and, quite frankly, you know, dis, uh, disappointment and disillusionment in relationship, period. Now, how would it look healthy? How would it be healthy then, right? How would healthy differentiation occur? Well, I, I, it, it's a really cool story. It's in, it's in uh, the Christian Bible. It's in the Gospels. Most people are familiar with the story that Jesus tells of the prodigal son, right? Uh, that's a pretty good example of a not-so-unhealthy. It's not perfect, 
but uh, it's it's a great story of uh, a positive outcome for differentiation. You know, the story goes that the the younger son uh, he he wants to leave the home, he wants his inheritance, and he wants to go see the wide world. So he, he goes to dad and he, he asks for the money, and dad gives him the money. Of course, his older brother is ticked at that, but you know he gives him the money, and the boy goes out and young man goes out into the world and has a high old time with all the money, uh, but eventually finds himself broken and living with hogs, sleeping with hogs, and eating the food that the pigs eat. And one day he decides, this is no way to live. So he gets up and he goes home. Uh, he goes home, and if you know the rest of the story, the father welcomes him. Uh, ticks off the older brother, but the father welcomes him. He says, my son was lost, is found again. That's a pretty good example of a differentiation process. The dad, you see, was differentiated enough and could allow his child to differentiate, even though dad probably knew, hey, man, this isn't a good idea. He allowed that child to have that experience of differentiation. I don't know, maybe the dad had, you know, had faith that the boy would come back. Maybe they had such a great relationship, a healthy relationship, that the dad, you know, knew he could accept that. Maybe even the son knew he could, well, the son came back, so he must have known dad. He At least he had a chance that dad would accept him back. So that process, uh, that's a healthier version of differentiation. Uh, again, a balance between autonomy in intimacy, where you're not overwhelmed by your own emotions in a situation. You're not overwhelmed by the other person's emotions. See, when I'm overwhelmed with my partner's emotions, say, I may become enmeshed with them. Yeah. And vice versa. If they're overwhelmed with my emotions, we may become enmeshed and codependent on each other. But if we can manage that intimacy in such a way that we can remain separate people, that we can cope on our own, we don't have to have the other person in order to function. That's very healthy in relationship. It's what we want our kids to do, right? We want, we raise our children to do that. We want them to be successful. We want to launch them, yeah? If you've ever sent a kid away to college, you know, <laughs> you know that feeling. Little, little anxious, but hopeful. <laughs> little celebration that you know they're moving on, but a little sadness because your child is out of your home. Yeah, those are all those emotions that are wrapped up in differentiation as a process. And the thing is, um, this this process of differentiation it, it points to some deeper elements, some deeper things. You know, it, it points to um, the, the, healthy, the healthy version is that we're interdependent on other people, not dependent on other people, and not totally independent. So, you know, uh, total, total independence, you know, is not healthy. We need other people. We need intimacy in our life. Total dependence... You know, intimacy 100% of the time, 
at a, going at 100 million miles an hour will be smothering so that the middle way, not total dependence, not total independence, but interdependence is the middle way. How do we foster that? How do we avoid the, the problems of that? Because, you know, if we're, uh, if we're just totally, totally dependent on someone else, we're accepting their control or we're trying to exert control over the other person. That, that becomes sick. If you've ever been in a relationship, a controlling relationship, as they say, you know how uncomfortable that is. It's very crowding. Uh, it'll drive you a little bit nuts. Because, and how do people, how do controlling people work? Well, they manipulate, don't they? They manipulate you. And there's all kinds of ways to manipulate another human being, to pressure them, to, to get them to do what you want. And that doesn't represent very good differentiation because healthy differentiation, remember, is a boundary and a limit. I respect the boundary and limit between us. I remember once uh, uh, my, my, uh, my dear wife uh, love, loves cantaloupe, the fruit cantaloupe, and um, I don't like it. Uh, I really don't like it. And uh, uh, every time I – because I knew she liked it, I would go get, you know, in the summertime or, you know, when the cantaloupes were, were ready to be harvested, I'd go get her one and, and wash it and clean it, and, and I'd dice it, cut it up. I, I love the color of them but I can't stand the smell, and I don't like to eat them. And uh, every time I would give her a dish of this, for years, for decades, it became a joke, actually. She'd take uh, a bite of the cantaloupe, and she'd look at me, and she goes, oh, this is so delicious. Don't you want some? <laughs> no, I don't. You know, I'm autonomous. I don't like cantaloupe. Well, it's so good, you know. Yeah, well, I'm glad you like it. What would it have been if she insisted that I had to eat it, right? You ever see parents do that to kids? Make them sit there until midnight, you know, or past? Make them eat their peas? Yeah. What does that do? What does that do, that kind of control and manipulation? What does that do to the person and their idea of relationship as they grow into adulthood? So instead of control, you know, the healthier version, the differentiated version, is influence. It's okay to try to influence people. You give them your perspective, your point of view. You might even, you know, make an argument, not in the sense of a fight, but you may be, uh, you may provide logical facts, for example, to influence a person's thinking or behavior. But you still respect the fact that they're their own person and they have a right to think and behave the way they choose. And instead of manipulation, we enter into sharing relationship. It really is. It's about the space between two people and how it's managed. That's a shared responsibility. Can I respect your boundaries and limits in this relationship? Can you respect my boundaries and limits in this relationship? How is that negotiated? That's yeah, all part of the differentiation process. How is that negotiated. We've all heard cases, you know, of the in-law, right? You know, a couple gets together, uh, they're sharing life together, they may even already have children together, and there's an in-law 
somebody's in-law who interferes. You know, that's classic, right? The interfering in-law. Well, what's that all about? What's it, what it's probably about is that uh, that parent and that child, that adult child, have not differentiated properly. Yeah. Can create all kinds of intergenerational difficulties. And deeper still, we could even go a little bit deeper, you know. We could talk about attachment issues, healthy attachment, unhealthy attachment. That gets pretty deep, almost spiritual or philosophical, how people attach, over-attach, clingy attachment. Again, you, most everybody's had the experience, you know, somebody in their life that makes a decision to uh, leave or end a relationship, right? And uh, they want it over, but the other person doesn't. <laughs> or both people claim they want it over, but they don't end it. You know, lots of people get legal divorces and legal separations, but very few people get emotional ones. Why is that? That's because they're probably still stuck in an earlier stage of differentiation that isn't quite as healthy or isn't quite as matured. So what do we get out of that? Well, we get, as I said before, you get people who are jealous uh, of each other, can't stand that, uh, you know, the thought of somebody talking to their partner. It, get, it can go to the extreme, you know, where one partner feels they own the other person. Or uh, if they're left, they're absolutely devastated. You know, it becomes suicidal. The attachment is just really, really sick, and it, and it's uh, that's a learned process. A person didn't just come to that on their own; it was their life experience and what they've learned. We're 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 all all human beings. You know, we're driven for connectedness and intimacy. That's, remember, in, in the previous episode, I talked about the three different brains. That's the mammal brain. The mammal brain really wants to be connected. I mean, I'm feeling that. I've been basically, you know, in my home since March, and uh, I'm a pretty social guy being a counselor and all. Uh, um, I really miss that connectedness and, and also being widowed. I really miss that feeling of being connected. Um, that, that feeling of loneliness that happens. So there's a real drive in human beings to be connected. Nothing wrong with that. We're human. But we also have to pay attention to the other side that balances that. Is that, that is uh, the ability to feel comfortable and be functional in our aloneness. And I've been working on that mightily since my wife died in February. I'm trying to turn loneliness into solitude, which is a little more productive. I realize that, you know, what, what I'm talking about now is approaching, you know, the philosophical realm or the spiritual realm. But I think that's what this stuff does. You know, when you look at the relationship, the important basic relationships of your life, why are they so important to you? Isn't that what life is about? Are the people around you that you love and love you? Yeah, that's what it's about. 
Everything you do is geared towards people you love. Think about that for a moment. That's a pretty startling realization. That's why taking care of our relationships, improving our relationships, healing our relationships, and enriching our relationships is so important because it's the most important thing in our life. Yeah. So, that's just a little bit about differentiation. And uh, we'll probably be mentioning differentiation again. Uh, you know, now you'll know what I mean by that if I, if I use it uh, in a future uh, episode, uh, how important that differentiation is. Um, uh, like to remind you that uh, you can find more information, more resources um, at my uh, media outlets. One is uh, my uh, webpage, gentling.org. Uh, Facebook is just gentling. And on YouTube, uh, my channel is gentle counseling. I do write on a place uh, called hub pages, H-U-B pages, all one word, dot com. And if, when you go there, if you put in my author name, which is Krilko, it's my last name, K-R-I-L-L-C-O. Uh, if you put in the author name, the articles will pop up. Uh, there's 100 or so articles there that are all freebies. Um, so, And I appreciate your visits to those. Uh, as I said, uh, I've said many times, it's my passion to try to help people in relationship. Uh, the relationships of my life are so important to me. Uh, the love relationships of my life have been so formative to me and I have uh, I just have a curiosity and uh, always have had a passion to figure out what makes the best relationship and what makes relationship healthy so uh, that's why I do this that's why I put these uh, resources out there um, so next episode we're gonna we're gonna move forward a little bit uh, into that area of kind of the underpinnings, shall we say, or uh, the impacts of things like what is your world philosophy, uh, maybe any religion you grew up with, or spirituality that you hold, or, or the fact that you don't have a specific religion or spirituality. How does that impact relationship and your idea of relationship and how you carry out relationship? So that's what we're going to cover the next time. I really, really appreciate your listening, and um, I, I would appreciate some feedback. You know, if you're uh, if you've been listening to the podcast, um, let me know what you think. Um, if you have specific uh, areas or topics you would like for me to cover, uh, I'll consider those. Right now, I have about oh gosh, fifteen or so uh, episodes all outlined and ready to go. Uh, but uh, we certainly can address um, any, any topics, uh, uh, find a little time to at least address those in those 15 episodes, if not future episodes beyond that. So once again, thank you so much for listening today. Bye now.